Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brodo Summer Heat Wave. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, here with, of course, my brothers, Michael and Jason. Mardi Gras! Mardi Today grow. we're heading to where we were supposed to head for my bachelor party last year until a hurricane hit. Um, New Orleans. We ended up going to Colorado instead, and it was a, it was a fantastic time. But this is a summer heat wave. We are going over the Saints, 32 teams in 32 days, every single fantasy-relevant player with Brodo Fantasy. Don't forget, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then you probably know this already, but if you're new to the podcast, we preview every single fantasy viable player, not only before the season, but every week during the season, which gives you an advantage because the rest of these podcasts are only talking about the big names and maybe a couple sleepers and maybe a couple guys that like that week. We are talking about every single person. Things like we're going to let you know that Jack Doyle might have 14 points. Like no one's going to be talking about Jack Doyle. But last year we gave that out and Jack Doyle won some people some for some streamer championships, right? This is what we are games, not championships, but maybe championships. This is what we're going to do. We are going to give you the scoop on every single person. We do this twice a week. We also do a recap episode, making three free episodes a week. And we have patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy um, for a fourth episode a week. We also have articles dropping out the wazoo on BrotoFantasy.com. The writing staff that has assembled over the summer has been absolutely phenomenal, absolutely killing it. Good fantasy minds that we interact with on a daily basis talking fantasy with, and their minds are now on BrotoFantasy.com. So check that out. Also, we're getting to the point where it might be too late soon to get into a Broto Listeners League. So Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy for as low as $5, you can get into one of those leagues. Now that we are done with the plugs, let's get to the Saints. Um, same offense. Uh, nothing new to expect here. So let's get right into the quarterback. That quarterback is Drew Brees. Last season, he was the Drew Brees we all expected, except he was injured a few times. Um, Teddy Bridgewater took his spot there. He is now a guy we're going to be talking about in this division. He's a starting quarterback for them. But before we start we'll talk about him, let's talk about Drew Brees. Um, 41 years old. Uh, you see a lot of people not drafting Tom Brady in the same place, but Tom Brady, new situation he's the old elder statesman is this scaring you away from drew Brees, or are you still going for him at qb six seven eight nine that's the that's basically where he's been going for the past few years um do you still have him there or is his injuries finally starting to take a toll yeah drew Brees' adp is currently at quarterback nine and i was a little bit off drew Brees to start the offseason and then the more i looked into it i was just like look there's no reason to overthink this Drew Brees is Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Like, he's been a very solid and consistent fantasy option for years now. Even last year when he was healthy, he was eighth in the league in points per game. And this is a guy who doesn't use his legs, but he'll, he'll score the one-yard rushing touchdowns, two or three a season. But he's just that efficient as a passer. And it's not like the Saints are going to change their offense. And Drew Brees, yes, he's getting older, but the difference between him and other older quarterbacks, the dude doesn't throw down field. And it works for him. He's able to hit Michael Thomas short. He's able to hit Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. He's able to hit Al, uh, Jared Cook over the middle. The ever, the, when he takes deep shots, he hits uh, Traquan Smith or the, maybe now even Emmanuel Sanders is on the team. 
or Ted Ginn. Yeah, now Emmanuel Sanders is on the team, who's also a very good short to moderate receiver. So that offense is just built around Drew Brees' throw the ball not too far down the field, march down the field, score type of offense. And that's not going to change this year. I don't, I don't see him dropping off just because he's a little bit older when he was still very good last season when healthy. I just want to make it clear for the people, because you guys said Ted Ginn, talking about years past, Ted Ginn is now on the Bears. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. talking about this coming season. I know, I just wanted to make it clear, because it was a little Shit. confusing. Um, yeah, 11 games played for Drew Brees. It was his first non-quarterback one finish since 2011, and it was probably before that, but 2011 is the only stats I have um, in terms of this. So... Come on, from Tim. 2011, from 2011. Only nine on, years of on. data? <laughs> Take that for data. Uh, so, yeah. But he has uh, he has fallen off a tad. Like, in from 2011 to 2019, his quarterback finishes are 1-1-2-5-6-3 one, one, in 2016. Then the last three seasons, 11, 8, and 22. Now, 22 is because of those 11, ga- 11 games played. He was 8 in points per game. He was 8 in points per game. So, let's say he finishes 8th if we're going by that. 11, 8, 8 the past couple years. And, yeah, that's the Drew Brees you're getting now. You're not going to be getting the guy who finished number one QB overall two years in a row, number in the top five, five out of the last six years before 2017. No, you're getting the guy who's going to finish in the mid-range of of quarterbacks. You're going to get a guy who's probably better at home than he is on the road. So, I mean, for where he's going, I think Drew Brees is a, is a pretty good value this year. Yeah, I have him as my QB9. He's going at QB9, now, nine, so I'm for it. And if you want to take... An upside shot on someone like uh, a Joe Burrow or Daniel Jones or Gardner Minshew or something like that later for someone who maybe could be in the top five if they really explode, that's fine too. But Breeze is someone you know you're going to consistently get good fantasy games out of. And at the QB position, it's it's not crazy variance in the scoring unless, I mean, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are going to have those spike games, of course. But otherwise, these... There's a reason why quarterbacks are supposed to be drafted late if you're a good drafter. It's because this, they just don't vary in scoring very often. And Drew Brees is a very good option if you're going to wait on quarterback. Uh, let's go over to the running back position. You have uh, Alvin Kamara, who is one of those people that is being seen as a top running back, but he's definitely in the discussion now of who do I draft there? Is it Derrick Henry? Is it Dalvin Cook? Is it Alvin Kamara? Is it some people who have Josh Jacobs up there? Um, Nick Chubb, maybe. Like, this is the the conversation that he's in, I think, after the big three. After you get from McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke, it's he kind of leads that charge of the second tier. Um, but there is some nervousness about him. He finishes the RB12 last season, even though he was hurt. Um, he had a bad game, even when he wasn't hurt. He never got you like a number one performance, although he did end as an RB1, including the last two weeks, um, six times last season. So not something you want out of that. Out of that. But you got to remember, he was hurt. And when he came back, he was slower. Um, but still productive the whole year. One big difference is he only had eight red zone looks last season. And that's not because, as some people will tell you, Latavius Murray took all his red zone work. Actually, Latavius Murray had less red zone carries than Mark Ingram had the year before. That was the funniest part of 2019. Yeah, people thought Latavius Murray was going to have a role. And people still think Latavius Murray is a thing for some reason. He's just a high-end handcuff because he's on the Saints. There's a guy who actually gets paid to do this that had Latavius Murray ranked over Aaron Jones last offseason. 
Who made well, there fun you go. of him for it? Oh, uh, yeah, Who we're not. Uh, I mean, we're not doing that. We're definitely not doing that. But Alvin Kamara, I think, is in that conversation to go number four overall. For me in my money league, I have the number four overall pick, and I'm leaning Alvin Kamara over the rest of these guys to have PPR league. Um, I just think that his work is going to go up in the red zone. I think that he'll have more opportunities. Um, and it's a contract year. He's trying to get that he's trying to get paid. So uh, I think I think everything's going in Alvin Kamara's direction. And I, I, I like Alvin Kamara this year as the number four player. I think we're even spending too much time just talking about him because if if you have to talk yourself into drafting Alvin Kamara, you're crazy. I mean he was the RB12 last year, despite missing two games and playing with a broken knee from week five to the end of the season. Prior to that, his rookie and sophomore year, he had at least 1,500 yards combined and at least 15 touchdowns. I mean, this guy, as long as he's healthy, and even if he's not healthy, like we saw last season, he was still an RB1. If he's healthy, he's a lock to be a top five running back, and there's no doubt about it. The dude has caught 81 passes each of the last three seasons, so he's huge in the passing game too which is a big boon for him in PPR leagues like Alvin Kamara is just someone don't overthink it because I mean if it's like a standard league and you want to take Henry before him I'd understand it just because Henry has shown that he stays healthy too but Dalvin Cook makes no sense drafting him over Kamara because Cook gets really? hurt all the time Cook is more injury I'm taking Kamara has had Kamara. more injuries than than Dalvin excuse me Dalvin Cook has more had more injuries than Alvin Kamara and Alvin Kamara has Way been a, yeah. So like, why why would you why would you be okay with taking Dalvin Cook fourth, but not Alvin Kamara? I feel I feel like Dalvin Cook will get more work than Alvin Kamara. I mean, but Alvin Kamara gets a ridiculous amount of pass catching work too. I mean, we saw that we saw that out of Dalvin Cook last year too. That's the guy that I'm like. Look, don't get me wrong. The injury risk gives. That's why I'm leaning Kamara. But I think if you're not really worried about the injury risk, and I don't know if you if you decide that you're willing to take that risk. Dalvin Cook is on the same level as Alvin Kamara. I mean, Those are the wait, two guys. Cook had fifty-three receptions last season compared to Kamara's eighty-one. So in fourteen a games, there. though. In fourteen games, though. I know yeah, Kamara, Kamara, missed Kamara played hurt too. too. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. But yeah, I mean, just I'm taking Kamara fourth as often as I can if I if I have the fourth pick. Two years ago, I was this, this guy Alvin Kamara. I was talking about him being the number one overall pick. Finished fourth overall in 15 games played last year, third overall in 16 games played the year before. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Alvin Kamara. The, the reason why we're talking about him so much is because where he's going, right? It's, it's not like a Zeke, a Saquon, a CMC type of situation where you're like, all right, I could see the case for the other guys, but I can't pass the guy up right here. I think Kamara, like, you have to consider, hey, is Michael Thomas a better move here? Is Derrick Henry a better move here? Is Dalvin Cook a better move here? Is... Uh, CEH a better move here is, you know, whoever you, that you're looking at in that spot. Um, I think that's that's the first wild card. of, of That's going to be the first wild card of a lot of drafts. Um, something that's not a wild card is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas set the record for most receptions last season. Um, he is targeted early and often. Um, he's constantly getting open. That's why he's constantly open, constantly beating double teams. That should actually relax a little bit this year with Emmanuel Sanders on the other side. Um, Michael Thomas should be the first wide receiver going off the boards. It's that simple. I mean, if you look at his line last year, it's ridiculous. 149, 17, 25, and 9. And he played with a backup quarterback for a good chunk of the season. Like, the, you're not going to get anyone better. The only thing that might show some regression is he saw 185 targets last year. The two years before, that was 147 and 149. 
So probably going to see closer to the 150 mark, not 180 again. But he's still going to put up a great case to be the overall wide receiver one. So you really can't go wrong with Michael Thomas, even though I, I'm personally a running back guy in the first round. But at some point, you got to take Michael Thomas. I mean, well, there's definitely... What's Michael Thomas is definitely so, the safer. I was going to say, it's definitely the safer option if you get to like the CEH, Sanders, Mixon, Chubb, like that tier of running backs. Yeah. I got... I, here we go. Uh, Dalvin Cook or Michael Thomas? I'm taking Cook if I'm drafting. I I probably go Cook as well. Um, Derrick Henry or Michael Thomas? Thomas, Thomas. This okay. is well, non-standard. So that's where. So yeah. Honestly, I'm going. So that's where it goes. McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, Kamara, Cook, and then I'm waiting until one second left on that button between Thomas and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. <laughs> okay. Ceh over Sanders, huh? Yeah. So let's go over to the other receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, because for me, Emmanuel Sanders is interesting because here's a guy who has been consistently decent. You know what I mean? Like he's he's never he's never the guy. He's never the guy that's going to win you uh, fantasy weeks. I mean, I, I he, in 2014, he was a wide receiver five. Phenomenal. Peyton. He's finished as a wide receiver two, three out of the last five years. Last year, he bounced around from team to team. He's in a good position now. He's coming off an injury, but he proved last year that he can come back from that injury. He's not like the number two receivers that we've seen the Saints have in the past. They usually had Michael Thomas, a possession guy on one side, and they had Ted Ginn or Traquan Smith running streaks down the other end. And now Emmanuel Sanders comes in. He can move around the formation. He can line up in the slot. He can line up on the outside. So the question is, how much work does Emmanuel Sanders get, and is he fantasy viable in a situation where the Saints might have the number one running back overall, the number one wide receiver overall, right? Is there enough balls to go around for Emmanuel Sanders and how you how are you viewing him? They might also have a decent tight end. So uh, we'll get we'll get to that. They might <laughs> there's a chance, a very outside chance, that they have the tight end number one overall too. A very outside, but a good outside tight end. chance, but a but a but a chance if he scores like fifteen touchdowns. <laughs> I just I liked Emmanuel Sanders more before I did the research for the Heat Wave because there's just not much going on there in the New Orleans offense for him. First of all, he had like the quietest top 30 wide receiver season last year ever, but he did play 17 games. He didn't have a bye. Went from the Broncos to the Niners, played every single week. week. Oh. But if you look at the number two wide receivers recently for the Saints, it's like you said, it's the deep guy. In 2017, the wide receiver with the second most yards was Ted Ginn. With 53 catches, 787 yards, and four touchdowns. Flexible that year. But then it all goes downhill from there. In 2018, it was Traquan Smith, 28, 427, and 5. The year after, it was Ted Ginn again, 30, 421, and 2. Like, this, the number two wide receiver on the Saints is the guy who's going to catch a deep pass every once in a while. So that just made me like Traquan Smith over Emmanuel Sanders, honestly. Because if you're in, like, a best ball format... We're going to see Traquan Smith like in 2018 when the Saints are home. Traquan Smith, it's like 50-50 that he scores a touchdown. It's pretty ridiculous. So he's going to be a decent play probably at home where Emmanuel Sanders, I don't think he fits too much into the offense because he's more of a, um, at his age especially, possession guy. And he's not going to really get a lot of yak or deep passes. So if anything, he's just going to cannibalize Jared Cook and piss off the people with Cook. Let's go to Cook then, because Jared Cook, um, he's being slept on compared to where he he finished last year. And you got to remember with Jared Cook, 
this guy has been good. Like he he was late, but now he's been good for two years in a row. Legit. Like he's he's been very good. The wide the the tight end five last season. I two seasons ago, and the tight end seven last season for two different teams. So at this point, you see he has the talent. And I know he's a late bloomer, but he has the talent. He caught a lot of touchdowns for that Drew Brees offense last year. Um, how do you see – do you see that touchdown regression coming? Do you see Emmanuel Sanders taking some of his work, or do you see Jared Cook being another one, or like a top eight dude? Cook is another guy that I liked less after doing my research. Um, I, I did it, and I just – Similar to Sanders, huh? Similar to Sanders. I went and dropped him down a little bit. I have him as my eighth tight end right now just because – He's probably going to score some touchdowns, but he was very efficient last season. He was only 15th in targets per game. He averaged 4.6 targets per game. Uh, He put up nine touchdowns on only 43 catches with 705 yards. He had a touchdown every seven targets. Last year, Cook had 65 targets. Taysom Hill, who you tight end slash quarterback slash everything, had 35 targets. The year before, tight ends had 96 targets in the Saints offense. The year before, tight ends had 62 targets in the Saints offense. So if we decrease his efficiency a little bit, figure that Emmanuel Sanders steals a little bit of work from him because last year when Michael Thomas wasn't in the slot, they didn't have a guy in the slot, basically. Someone that could make a play, at least. It was Jared Cook. So if Sanders cuts into his work a little bit and his efficiency goes down, this is going to be a guy who sees four targets a game and ends the year with five touchdowns. There is something to be said, I feel like, though, when you're looking at that, his first four games were abysmal. But you could say it's because he's working into a new offense and he's he's figuring out a new team. Then week he finished as number number one, number five overall, number six overall, week five and six, misses a couple games due to injuries, but then is a wide is a top five tight end three different times. He's a top twelve tight end four different times in the final eight weeks. This is a guy who turned up at the end of the season for a 33-year-old. So some of these numbers, take them with a grain of salt because it doesn't doesn't take into consideration the fact that he started off real slow and ended hot. He was um, used as a red zone weapon as well, though. So I don't, I don't see why that would really be, like, cut back. Unless Alvin Kamara... Gets more he's gonna be right he's gonna be a touchdown dependent tight end in my opinion. You that, could draft him I as a back end with. tight end one, but if you think he's a set and forget tight end, I don't agree. He was last year for a while. It was nice. I I picked him up when Evan Ingram went down, and it was like uh, nothing ever happened. It was very nice. Um, yeah. So that is it uh, for these guys. Except one more thing: who plays best if someone gets injured? I think we all have the same answer for this one. Shmopavius Murray's? I mean, Latavius Murray has to be Latavius Murray. Yeah. He's going to get a ridiculous amount of work. I mean, you want the Saints running back. And if Kamara's hurt, you want Latavius Murray. I mean, Basically. it's really not that complicated. All right. Next time we come to the... Uh, wait, what do we call this again? The heat wave? The That's heat it. Wave, uh, the heat wave. Uh, we <laughs> are going to be looking at the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, remember, sign up You're at patreon.com. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy in order to sign up for listener leagues. If you're in a league where people don't really care that much and you take fantasy a level of serious that these other guys don't, um, find a league with us because everyone loves their fantasy and everyone takes it seriously and everyone is playing to win. 
BrotoFantasy.com to win the, the game. Hello. Facts. BrotoFantasy.com for all the articles. Mike, where can they find you? At BrotoFF Mike. Jason. At BrotoFF Jason. You can find me at BrotoFF Tim. See what we did there. You can find this all at BrotoFantasy on Twitter and Instagram. See you next time with the Dirty Birds. Later. Later. Later.